Welcome to episode 35 of the Global Exclusive Podcast. I'm your host, Hazard. This week, I'm joined by Dream, Muspel, and Cotton. Cotton has changed her name once again, so she's out of order. Uh, Baros is out due to a scheduling conflict, and um, Shadow's out for some personal reasons. So, you know, we were talking about, we are the Global Exclusive Podcast, but we, we would like to continue being inclusive uh, to all of our hosts, but the freaking daylight savings time is making it really difficult to do so, and it's not going to get any better. Honestly, what is the point of daylight savings? Well, it, 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 it'll get better in a few weeks once we're past the point that daylight savings is actually changing. Will it, though? Yeah, <laughs> we are moving opposite directions. It will never get better. Only worse. <laughs> yeah, may, we, we might have made a mistake with the global portion of this. So... Well, this week we've got um, no one really interesting to talk about. We do have, let's see, there's some chick some people were excited about named Starlight Elena. Uh, there's also Lauren, who's an NVA. And then uh, we've got Dark Visions this week. Dark Visions is mercifully two weeks long now instead of one week. So that's a huge improvement. I probably still won't do it, but uh, it's a huge improvement. So, <laughs> at least right. Hazard is consistent in that way. Yeah, nothing, nothing probably will do it on the last day. Yeah, nothing will ever really get me that interested in DV. Uh, I don't think there's anything I could do it. So, all right, so let's talk. What, what if about... they introduced? What if they introduced CG Ramza as an exclusive reward from DV? <laughs> I was actually, as I was, that was leaving my mouth, I was thinking about that. And I was like, okay, that might be the only thing that could motivate me. <laughs> so I'm glad you said something. So that's, that is possible. All right, let's get to the... CG Ramza and CG Delita dual unit. All right, now you've lost me. <laughs> now you've lost me. All right, if we're, if we're good. Let's just move on. Yeah, we're, we can move on to Starlight Elena. Starlight Elena is the long-promised... Uh, favorite fan unit contest winner remake unit, and we totally didn't deserve it. No, not at all. We've and we've already <laughs> no. blown that contest to bits in a previous. Yeah, where's CG Dwayne? Yeah, we are missing CG Dwayne, who is. Yeah, he was due way before Elena too. So I'm I not sure what's going on here. I could be he, wrong. Dwayne was never promised. They ever promised him People that. misinterpreted they, it. Yeah, they, they did a poll like, "What unit do you want a five star version of?" But they never said they were going to actually do it. But and, what's the point of having a? Poll? I know that's that's kind of a dick move if they're just. <laughs> it, it was pro- it was probably just their Facebook community manager trying to come up with something because they were bored. But it's and like didn't it's like if you're. Would take it. It's like if your roommate or wife or someone texts you and says, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? And you tell them what you want. And then they get home and they didn't get anything for you. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, speaking of, of people not realizing that what they're being asked isn't what they think they're getting. Uh, let's talk about how Starlight Elena is exactly what Gumi promised and yet not what people thought they were voting for. Because people <laughs> didn't pay attention to the vote. Oh boy. People the... were expecting a bulky damage dealer with support, like original Elena, and it said they got a hybrid damage dealer, which was honestly, I did not think she would be a hybrid uh, in, until they announced her. I thought she was going to be a different role or something. Why? I mean, the original hi- one was hybrid, wasn't she? So wouldn't the yeah, new one be hybrid? Yeah, but a lot of the times when we get variants, like the new unit is a different role than the old one. Like Kimono Ayaka is a damage dealer. But Freya and Aurora Freya, they're both hybrids. True. But I'm just saying, with, with Elena, it wouldn't have surprised me if they had made her a different role. And honestly, I wish they had. Although, actually, after seeing Yoshi, I don't really have much faith in their ability to make her good as anything other than a damage dealer. So, Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, the original Elena... Probably one of the worst sprites in the game, in my opinion, and I've said this before. <laughs> I th- I was looking for the one thing I was looking forward to with this new version of Elena is that they couldn't possibly have gotten the sprite any worse, and boy was I wrong! Holy crap! 
uh, they've managed to somehow make the base version worse than the original version like with the the one leg <laughs> the one pant leg thing and like the you know the um the hipster like emo haircut on the side um and then you look at the <laughs> brave shift form <laughs> oh my gosh it's just a complete abomination oh my goodness and people were excited about this unit i cannot believe it i cannot believe look, it has a, there's one thing i have to add you know how we always say eat pant as a meme here someone really ate elena's pant it was probably nexus blame true true blame nexus that's always that always works oh you already know nexus pulled for her he's such a sucker for her and then he summoned as well we should probably talk about her dream. i wasn't even so... expecting because baros isn't here today <laughs> Some someone's gotta compensate for it. <laughs> Turns out it was yeah, dream. Let, 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 cool let's talk about how, how Elena goes both ways. <laughs> oh god, no! I'll let wait, you take care no. of that, Muspel. <laughs> so Elena is a dual wield hybrid in her base form, and in her brave shift she can either go dual wield or TDH. TDH is probably gonna be better unless you have like really shitty gear or something. Maybe I don't know. Um, she does damage. <laughs> like she, she, she's fine. She, she does like what, as a pure chainer, like twenty percent more than the previous highest of Axter. So that's like, it's respectable. Yeah, she's it's, she's it's the... what it's what a new damage dealer kind of should be. Like people were expecting her to be OP broken. And, but like, why? Yeah, the main uh, draw here is Dark Visions because she can. She's the first strong unit uh, at Envy that can uh, take like imbues and physical killers and stuff. Like Yoshi can do it, but he's not as good at it as Elena is. Although, even Elena is still not that great. Like right now, she is very good for DV magic stages. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's gonna last that long though. Yeah, I mean, like, we're not expecting much in the way of mages for, like, a month or two at least. And, but yeah, the, f the few that are coming are, like, not that strong and element locked, so she'll she'll have some use for, like, at least a couple months, I'd say. I mean, Dracul Laswell had some hybrid abilities. I think he might get an NVA for Halloween. Oh god, no. Uh, maybe. We we don't know what they'll do with global <laughs> exclusives and time-limited NVAs in general. NVA Chow, when? Is this where we get to make a joke about how about how Dracula's is going to suck? <laughs> oh, obviously. Oh god, I can imagine how Barros would take that joke. That's why we have to I make it think... when he's not here. I mean, but oh, talking I, about I... Dark Visions... Uh, Elena does have one thing going for her. She is perfect. She's made basically for people to steal stuff from her using Zon. Because she has that one in her brave shift form. She has that one use per battle. What is it? Magnus ability, which gives her a 200% demon and human killer buff. And also buffs her attack and magic by 300%. So I guess she's really good on demon and human stages. Yeah, the problem I have with that is that. It, it takes a bunch of setup, because she can't Brave Shift until turn 2, which I think is a first for Envy units, or Envy base units, that she can't Brave Shift on turn 1. Um, So on turn 1, you're typically setting up in the base form. Then on turn 2 in DV, you probably want her to use her LB to get the mod boost. Turn 3, you use the killer buff, and then you share it, and then you burst on turn 4. Like, you can skip the killer thing, or you can skip the LB. Either one is going to cost you damage. And even without one of those, she's still strong. It's just, you, you either have to pick and choose or you have to deal with whatever it is the boss does on turn three, which is usually something kind of annoying. So I know, I think it was uh, Muspel or Dream that mentioned that Elena was kind of disappointing to people or that it wasn't what they were expecting. And 
it's interesting. I saw a post on Reddit this week that said Starlight Elena, uh, her base numbers are actually worse than regular Elena. <laughs> for, her, what? her defense and spirit. Yeah, yeah, her bulkiness is definitely nowhere close to, to original Elena's. Uh, but I don't know. She has to like 7k fair, health at uh, 120. Fair, people are comparing Enhanced Elena to Starlight Elena. And Elena got extra bulk with her enhancements, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she did. She was always, like, stupidly bulky as well. Like, a full-on damage dealer shouldn't have, like, over 100% defense and spirit and HP with, like, just no gearing for it. It's kind of dumb. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not saying Starlight Elena is bulky, or that regular Elena wasn't. Yeah. I'm just no. saying that I think people were thinking about this as something be that is like fundamental to Elena as a concept, and I don't really think that's true. And it's also interesting how Elena kind of started this. Every global exclusive unit has to be bulky theme for a little bit, and I, I feel like they've moved away from that. In the last several months, Esther kind of did it first with her physical bolt. I guess that's true. Yeah, it was Esther, Z- Elena, Zeno. I'm like Zeno wasn't innately bulky, but he had a lot of room for it in his gearing. And then obviously had Shenwu, or what's what's her name? Yeah, Shenwu, Shuanwu. Redacted. Redacted. And then also Roar Fravia's enhancements kind of made her a lot bulkier too. So there was there's a little trend. I guess people were expecting global exclusive units to be bulky because of a uh, because of the trend where our previous global exclusive units have been bulky. Yeah, it's it's interesting now that we've gotten the first two global exclusive NVs. I I feel like people were disappointed or people were a little bit let down. I mean, they're fine. Elena's fine if you like pink-haired one pant-legged, you know, overrated persons but uh her damage is good so she's perfectly serviceable damage dealer should be good for dv but it's interesting that people thought i guess there there, people had high expectations for her for some reason i I think just because of gumi's past global exclusive units have usually had something up their sleeve or something fun or that's new and exciting that's not really true like people remember the ones that that were good Mm. they forget about the ones that were forgettable or terrible or whatever. Sorry, Dream, you have something to say? I mean, the FFB community and unrealistic expectations. Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like for, for every Esther or Sylvie or Zeno, there was a Chin or Dracula Laswell or Tiana or uh, Kaito. Kaito, Morgana, uh, trying to think of who else there was, Baihu. A lot of well, units that, that just didn't really do anything relevant or good. But there was something, as I mentioned, I didn't say that they were amazing. I, I said it, they were like different. They had something up their sleeve that was like unique. Even even units like Bayou and Kaito and Morgana had that kind of little flair to them. Even if it wasn't executed really well, they still had that. And it just I seems like Kaito Yoshi, sorry. Really did anything I just really wanted to finish my sentence. Paul doesn't know how to let people finish. It, it it sounded like you were moving on to another point, and I wanted to catch it before it before we moved on. Um, but Kaito was the only one of those units that really did anything different. Like Morgana was just a less bad version of Silka. Uh, Tiana was not unique in any way. Chin was a slightly updated version of Ramza, which was really bad because Ramza was like a year and a half old at that point. And just a lot of stuff in those units kits that made no sense and wasn't new. It was just bad. Like I'm not saying it's still often you it's still often using just less common mechanics, even if they're not brand new. But yeah, they're Well my point here was that I think Yoshi and Elena have been kind of underwhelming in that sense that there's nothing really that unique or special about them that would make you want to pull other than, you know, nostalgia for, uh, Oran or 
the original Elena, right? And that's basically the reasons that people pulled because they're not pulling because she's some amazing unit. I mean, she's they're they're both fine, but I, I do feel like there was a second letdown this week um, for for people who are big Elena fans and hoping for something special. We should have voted for Chow because I think global exclusive tanks are the one role that Gumi has always done at least a reasonably good job at. Like they aren't all top tier, but they're all good. Or at least they were at the time that they came out. Just trying to think of some forgotten tank that was just like, terrible. The, the worst but one relative to when they came out was... Like, if you count Demon Reign's original release, which I wouldn't because he was... Like, tanks didn't really exist back then. Then I guess you could say him. But aside from that, the worst two were Lilith and Demon Reign. And they were both... And Demon Reign 7-star. And they were both fine when they came out. Yeah, even like Beryl. Beryl had some. He was functional yeah. enough, and he had Be- some interesting Beryl was uses. Janky, but he was at least interesting. Right. Like he had, he had the good brings. Tbh. The the real the real correct choices for voting were Ling and Yan because they've never even got a chance at a five star. Thank you. Yes, those are the yeah. only two correct things to vote for. To be fair, Ling probably would have been just another one of the what like eighteen global exclusive breaker buffers we've gotten by now. Fu and Chin and then Ling would have probably yeah, been the I same thing. I don't know if thing. she would have gone into the bu- direction of buffs. She could have been like a breaker healer. I mean, she has buffs that right now. But it's the principal muspel. The principal. She, she has general mitigation with her enhancements. It's just people forgot about it because she was already irrelevant by the time she got them. I mean, what happened to new versions of the same unit often have a different role? I think well, I think because those didn't have rainbow versions, they would be more likely to stick into the same role. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But anyway, yeah. that was a bit of a tangent. So, move on to Lauren. Did anyone pull Elena? Did anyone pull for Elena? Yes, I brought. Does using tickets eleven tickets count? All right, one at a time, please. <laughs> Go ahead. Guess that. Cotton. I mean, does using eleven tickets count? Uh yeah, I actually used I actually used lapis. Um, I did the the three forty five hundred pulls and the free pull because I really wanted Lauren because she's a really good breaker. I did the exact same, and I did not get Lauren. <laughs> I did not get Lauren or any NV, um, which shows you that actually pulling on banners is a trap. You can just get NVs for free, and it's a much better system. Um, but I. Can you well, not? <laughs> I got I got two more Jakes. No, actually, I got the bird Wait, Jake, Jake, the Phoenix Jake. Jake? Oh. I got one Phoenix Jake and two more nah, nameless Gunner Jakes, which I think I'm like at. Are you elite? Twelve now <laughs> of that idiot. Eleven. I'm at eleven. I used like sixty regular tickets, and I got Aerith and Elena. Envies. Envies, yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you guys. I pulled. So after, after the uh, Axstar episode, I pulled an Axstar NV with a ticket on stream with Dream and Cotton. <laughs> And then after the Yoshi banner, and then after the Yoshi banner came out, I pulled back to back NVs. I pulled my third rain and my first Yoshi, trying to get. (laughs) I just did the daily pull for the first time in forever, trying to get um, a second Itachi and didn't work. So, should I just quit now? Because I wanted her STMR. I haven't done him in like two and a half years. Yeah. D- Why did you fall off the wagon? That's you're not supposed to do them. Don't be Barros. No, the two fifty daily is fine in the early NV era. It's the five hundred pulls that are Barros level. I mean, even the two fifty pulls are not great because of like the stuff we're getting its bonuses for four point five or five K pulls. I don't know, it's basically like a ten percent rainbow you- ticket, so Which are terrible, by the way, but this is feels better. Also, I, I have no actual evidence to back this up, but I feel like 
gold tickets, like four-star guaranteed tickets are absolute garbage and they're gold every single time. They never, ever change. For some reason, my three-star tickets are way, way better. They have such a much better chance of actually turning into something good. Hazard, are you complaining about your ND luck? No, I'm complaining about four-star tickets specifically. EX and regular. His rainbow luck. Yeah, the rainbow luck is terrible on those things. They, they suck I mean, do you care time. if your rainbow luck is terrible if you're getting so many NVs? I don't care about NVs. Rainbows are still yeah. useful for the STMRs. I want the STMRs. But at least you have good luck in something. Yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, I'm happy to have NVs. They're going to be super useful for all of that really great content that we're never getting. <laughs> like, we don't even have anything to talk about this week Sweet. as far as new content. It's just another session. Wait, are we, have we talked about Lauren? No, we can talk about Lauren because Lauren's right, actually we'll, we'll get there. Anyway. Lauren's actually really cool. So let's let's talk about it. Um, Dream, you want to you want to talk about Lauren's kit? Yeah. Uh, I I will say I was briefly going to say I also did like the three four point five Ks on the banner to try get another copy or two of her. I got one extra copy and then proceeded to shard it instead of making the STMR with it. <laughs> oh, so I had no. to use the prism oh. anyway. <laughs> But why? I honestly, like, bought the bundle, got EX1, and the reason why I did that is because she's actually really good, and as well as being cool, because she does a lot of damage as just, like, an SR chainer, because with her Twin Blade Dance in Brave Shift, you can stack a bunch of mod boosts on it, that with her Brave Shift Limit and um, Blade of Devotion from her base form, to get that up to 183 per cast, and you can triple cast that. So that can do a lot of damage as a burst, especially if you can whale her out with a TDH build, because for some reason she doesn't have the 6 times chain cap. But then, while doing all this damage, she can also very effectively compress in your breaks and keep up, like, 85% AoE full breaks very easily. Or it has an on-demand, like, 80% full break that she can also, like, self-cap with because it's got a good mod. Plus, there's a perfect dispel for two uses on her Grandis. So, she's just really nice. So, Dream, do you say you were baited by your own mats? Hmm? Were you baited to pull her by your own mats? Uh, I don't know. So I, I don't I hear a denial. On, on, I said this on Discord, <laughs> but I think Lauren is simultaneously maybe the best unit in the game and not absolutely not worth pulling for. Because, well, in, unless you already have like four, four copies of her at least, I would say. Because you need five copies of her to get her to NVA, and she only has a 1.5% pull chance. So it's going to be, I calculated it, it's something like, 96,000 lapis on average to get her to NVA from scratch, or 116k to get her to EX plus 1. Is that including the bundle, though? Because yes, that, that, is, inc that is including the bundle. Because yeah. 3k for 50 shards for an NVA in something like this is actually, like, pretty good value. Yeah, that, that, that's with buying the bundle. If you don't buy the bundle, it's even worse. Yeah, I'm... I'm debating whether or not I want to just STMR Moogle her, because I've got three originally. Her STMR is awful, but <laughs> but it would be nice to just be able to EX1 her and uh, have a good breaker, because I don't have... I don't really have a good breaker. I think my best one's still Kryla. No, I guess I have um, Vanille. She's okay. But uh, Lauren's just so much better. Do it. Lauren's just really good, so... And she looks cool. All right. Like, this is how you do Brave Shifts, Gumi. This is how you do Brave Shifts. It's beautiful. Have you guys seen this Brave Shift? I mean, has a, there is a context as to why she has a very good Brave Shift, a completely different design for an NVA unit. Because in Japan, Loren is a paid unit. You can only get her from buying from X points. So from actually spending cash on the game. I don't really buy the theory of that being why she's better or more unique. I do, 100%. Yeah, yeah got to, maybe. Got to give people who spend on the game an incentive to spend, I guess. 
Just I feel like anyone who's actually spent for like a bunch of copies of Lauren would have already had them though in JP rather than spe- like seeing the brave ship making them spend more. Yeah, I tend oh, to agree with Dream. As a reward to people for spending. Mm, I tend to agree with Dream here. I don't. I don't think it's based on that, but it is a great brave shift sprite. She looks really cool, and her base sprite, obviously, the freaking twin blades, the wind one and the thunder one. It's just really cool. It's a great unit. One thing. One thing I do want to point out is that right now, a lot of what makes her so good is the fact that she compresses really good breaks and what is for now really good damage. But like any damage dealer, she's going to get power crept. And in a couple months, she's mostly just going to be a dedicated breaker with okay support chains. She's going to be kind of like, I think kind of like Vaughn was at the end of the 7-star meta when his damage was fine, but you didn't really think about it that much. So I feel like it's maybe a bit more significant than that. She'll still be like a noticeable contribution. In a few months I mean, or a couple I months, mean, so, so, and so was Vaughn. He like, did what, like fifteen or twenty k billion damage per turn. Yeah. Maybe the difference with Vaughn is like his his is finishing, so you're still like you've got a pair of chainers anyway, and are just throwing him in. But potentially, you could have like Lauren actually being a chain partner. That's true. For mm. someone stronger, and then like have a really strong finisher on top of that. Like I'm no I should also point out though that the the like breaker damage dealer combination thing we're gonna see this a few more times. Uh, Riku does it yeah, if we get the Kingdom Hearts collab. I think Fid is actually okay at it too. Ooh, Fid's more of a healer breaker. Her damage isn't really good. Like her Brave Shift form is damage based, but. I don't think it's really worth that using, and she's just better as breaks plus. Well, support. if those are the two competitions, let me say hard pass on both because one is a freaking bubble <laughs> sprite. It's just like a literal <laughs> bubble, and it's limited, and it's from King Heart, so it's like triple trifecta of suck. And then the second one is a literal fan service unit that I refuse to pull for, and will continue to refuse to pull for. So, Lauren, it is. <laughs> then there's also, I think, Lock. Does okay damage, right? And be lock. I would imagine he does, but that's just me guessing. I he haven't seemed either. kind of underwhelming to me. Okay, I would actually say. But I will say, Locke has. Adventure Locke has one of the best sprites in the game. And I really like what they did with NV Locke that came out in JP um, between the base and Brave Shift form. The sprite's really well done, I think, as well. So, But yes, Justice for Sellas, what's going on here? I, I don't really like Locke's Brave Shift sprite. I think it's too sort of bright. Well, it's very, it's very, um, what do you call it? It's very true to the original, like the, the, the original art of the game. I know that there were some other units that had like the breaker damage dealer thing going on. I'm trying to think of who else there was. I think Envy Onion might have a full. Oh, break. Assassin Shadow. He was one of them. Although I'm, I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not sure he, how he his does, damage. I don't is. think he really does good damage. He, he's more of like an alternative to Vaughn with like breaks plus evade, provoke plus mirage type thing, along with like I think Katana in peril. But his damage can only be used at a certain amount of times of fight. So it's like all his damaging skills in his brave shift form are um. <laughs> Uh, a grand list, I think, which means you only can use them twice, and then he's out. I, yeah, that's I gimmick, guess the, but I don't think you really use them anyway. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that it seems like dedicated breaker is not really a role anymore in JP, and I'm guessing it's gonna that's gonna come over to GL too. It mm. seems like they're just making it so that all your breakers also fill another role, which is I don't really know how I feel about that, but. I guess it's because they're sort of running out of like ways to creep it. Like yeah. they don't really want to do high break percent, like more break percent, very much because it's roughly hitting the limit. I mean, I mean, I think Locke has ninety percent attack and magic, I don't, but th- there I isn't doubt really a limit. They can just beyond ninety percent full break. They can just crank up boss passives. But I think the problem is like 
some content still exists that does not have passives, and they can't, like, they're not going to retroactively add it. Yep. And, like, I mean, sure, does it, does it matter if you can reduce their stats to, like, one and do near-infinite damage? It's it's not like those trials Maybe are not. hard anymore anyways. Like <laughs> No, but... I don't know. It it would feel weird to me, but maybe it's fine. But I think they could expand like dedicated breaker with these like break gauge skills and also um now the weapon imperils. Like that could very much be a breaker thing. But I don't know if they will actually do that because it sounds smart. Man, just just got the dream seal of approval right there. <laughs> anyway, I think we've talked quite a bit about units that we should be more hyped about, but we are not. So, should we move on to... I think we're kind of just tired this week. <laughs> yeah. Should we just move on to Dark Visions and talk about how everyone's going to get a perfect score this round? Yeah, so as I mentioned in the beginning... Dark Visions has been extended to two weeks, although they did do that. They did revert to that weird release schedule where the last one releases like on Monday or something during the first week. So they still drag it out a little bit for no reason, but it is definitely an improvement, I think, to have it be two weeks because it gives those of us who can't get to it in a single weekend or whatever and work during the week, you know, like have lives and families and things to do with our lives. Uh, it gives us time to to hopefully be able to complete it all and even be able to go back and try and improve our scores. Not that I'm going to be doing anything of the sort, but... No, that sounds like far too much. It effort. is too much effort. <laughs> and the, I think the main problem with DV still is the fact that the way the game is designed, chaining and the importance of chaining, spark chaining or chaining very well, is really just terribly executed and gives clear advantages to people who aren't using their phones and that's not going to change anytime soon so that's the biggest time sucker for me in dv is resetting my phone a thousand times per battle so i can get perfect chains and i've used every Use program and auto clicker i don't have a clicker that doesn't exist they, they just need oh, to wait. take the iOS? chain count score thing and just lower it so that you only need like a 40 hit chain or something Yes, or just remove it completely because it's completely nonsensical. Like you could still get a great score and not perfect chain, but it's that stupid 100 count requirement. The thing is, if they remove it com completely, that'll involve adding a new one, and I don't relish the thought of that. Yeah, they're, they're, they would, they would add for, a new score me, based on depleting a new break gauge they would add to every single boss or something Oh, like gosh. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> Hazard, listen to this. Be, Hazard, be careful what you ask for. Oh, no, I will not be here. For me, the biggest issue... Sorry. For me, the biggest issue is really just the ten times as much time spent gearing as actually battling. Which is why I think... Even if it's just like killer changing. Which is why I think that Okay, you know how we got boss rush, boss rush a few what was it, maybe a month or two ago, mm -hmm. and everyone loved it, like absolutely everybody loved it. Guess what? We're never getting again. We're never getting boss rush again, and that's what we should be I getting will, instead of DV. I will say, this month's DV seems a lot better than the previous ones because not only do we have the same elements for two for two areas in a row or for two bosses in a row, they also have the same race. So you don't really have to change your gear yeah. at all, aside from like maybe swapping your tank to a different resist or switching to dodge or something. But I used almost the exact same setup for two bosses in a row on all of these stages. Yeah, it sort of pseudo-reduces the number of fights in a way. So yeah, that's it's slowly getting better, but it's still kind of a pain. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think there's anything they could do to satisfy me on this one. So like, don't even... I mean, continue to try, sure, but I won't be satisfied. <laughs> I hate DB so much. Hazard is a needy yeah. He is, isn't he? He's one tough customer. Yeah, I really like Boss Rush. I, I don't mind just mindless grind. Oh, speaking of mindless grind, they have now in, increased the, the uh, EP that you need 
on the MK events or whatever this, whatever you want to call this, this Elena event to, um, yeah, to a hundred k. That's not where I thought you were going with that. Really? When you mentioned mindless grind, I thought you were going to talk about the this insignia bosses and how their break gauges are fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, but just ignore them. <laughs> and also, like, you don't even ha you could like if there's multiple bosses for the same insignia type, just farm whichever you have an easier setup yeah. for. Yeah, I will say I I f I only had to do the actual battle once each to get the missions and i had enough to enhance all of yoshi's skills and because we've been getting those insignias from other places like uh, the daily coin shop yeah um and yeah the global exclusive insignias have mm. actually been so that does help I... kind of reduce the 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 insanity of those break gauges i haven't been buying them from the daily coin shop just cuz i'm still buying like the tickets and stuff because I believe in RNG, even though I shouldn't. But yeah, they're they're giving. Oh, us I a got lot ten blues from other stuff. Must pull struggles to find justification. <laughs> <laughs> Local man challenges number game loses more at eleven. But yeah, on the back on the topic of a dark vision, it seems like this month's event. Like, there's a lot of people. We we haven't gotten the last stage yet, but Sinzar says it'll be really easy to cap. So we're probably going to see a tie for first place among a whole lot of people, which means a, like a bunch of people are going to get the top prize, which will be interesting. Congratulations yeah. to you guys. Go get girlfriends. <laughs> I actually have a few friends that are pretty much in that category, so I apologize to you. No hard feelings. But get a life, losers. <laughs> Just watch a Hazard gets kicked out of GD3. Hazard's well, uh, <laughs> just like repeatedly like stabbing and then putting a bandage over it and then stabbing <laughs> I've never even been invited to GD3. They don't want me there. You're not missing anything. It's basically them just complaining about the help channel all day long. That's basically the entire purpose <laughs> of, that, of that server is to complain about help. Why are you saying I wouldn't want to be there? Do you enjoy being in help? <laughs> Nobody does. No, no, no. I feel like I have to be in help because otherwise people give terrible advice. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Muspel, known, well-known advice giver. So, um... No one has any problems with Muspel's advice. <laughs> <laughs> or Muspel's <laughs> math. <laughs> to be honest, it's mostly my math these days. But... I mean, it's I it's good to let Maspel be the man in be the face, you know. So if anything goes, if you do anything wrong, people blame Maspel, and you go away scot free. No, no. If anything goes wrong, they ask me, and then I tell them to blame Dream. <laughs> and by that point, they've already worn out all their outrage, so nobody gets yelled at. <laughs> Except for Maspel. That's what you think. <laughs> well, okay. Nobody gets yelled at that I have to worry about. <laughs> Nobody that you care about gets yelled at. You're not worried about Dream being yelled at? What are they going to do? Go to New Zealand? <laughs> yeah, you have to have to fight a thousand sheep. I wonder if <laughs> if you click on the sheep, if you if you poke a sheep 25 times in New Zealand, do they explode? <laughs> if you click, <laughs> I am so confused right now. All right, now. so so yeah, in Warcraft 3 if you clicked on a sheep or any sort of critter, uh, a certain number of times it would explode on the screen. So I'm wondering if you oh, okay. if you poked a sheep a certain number of times, would it explode? I mean, I guess it depends on how hard you poke the sheep, but I guess it wouldn't explode either. <laughs> you, poke it with. <laughs> you should go to New Zealand and, and <laughs> test that yourself. Just find like the largest animal you can and start poking it and see what happens. It'll go well. You guys do realize animals exist in other countries as well, right? Yeah, but they're not as dangerous here. Like I know, I know we haven't been out outside for, in a while because of COVID, but like animals do still exist in other parts okay. of the world. Wait, are animals dangerous in New Zealand? Them... Isn't it just sheep, sheep, and more sheep? New Zealand is really safe. Yeah, well, it's, it's not it's, Australia it's with all those stuff. 
It's not a strategy. It's, it's probably yeah. still more dangerous than California. Like, what do we have here? We have squirrels, rabbits. Hey, I have a lot of um, black widow spiders that are around my house. So, <laughs> I guess I guess we have sharks if you count those. Yeah, we I do mean, have sharks. Squirrels may have rabies. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're Florida where they have alligators and stuff. Yeah, but Australia literally tries to kill you. Do you have any like snakes? Like Australia is is the entire country tries to kill you. Every animal in that country, insect, beast, whatever, like everything is designed to kill you. Like, have you seen the mm-hmm. the size of the spiders in Australia? Mm-hmm. It's even cotton. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Okay, so we we all know how Australia was settled originally, or like the joke is partially a joke that like basically the UK would send all their criminals to Australia. But how did how did New Zealand get settled? Um, I don't know. They just kind of like there was island tribal people here, and then some some white dudes arrived while exploring. So, so basically the same just like as America. America. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah prob- <laughs> probably. Probably pretty similar. Anyway, th- yeah. this this is the amount of content that's this week. Okay, I actually do have a, an on-topic question for you guys, which is: there's been a lot of complaints this week on Reddit. I could say that for basically every week uh, since the game's inception, but particularly this week, there's there's been some poignant points made about basically how Gumi's run out of ideas and a lot of the stuff that they a lot of the stuff that they has been a long-standing problem has still not been fixed like the arena bug for example you guys have never fixed that still you get logged out every freaking week and logged out of your account and all your settings reset it's really freaking annoying so I was wondering do you guys think Gumi's run out of ideas and if not what have you seen to support that or if you do think it what have you seen to support that i mean i would argue that a lot of the issues that we are facing right now have come straight from the japan version of the game from alim like all the chain of power quits when it comes to envy is most of that is copy pasted from what alim did and yeah there's definitely problems with the game i'm not sure some of them are beyond gumi's ability to fix Unless they like, they can't just stop releasing JP content. They can't make adjust the power level of JP content because if they make the units weaker, people will complain that they get nerfed. Yeah, yeah, they're basically at the mercy of of Aleem's schedule, right? They they have to follow their power creep at minimum, if not if not make it worse, right? Mm. But I think I mean they can rearrange things a bit, but people still get pissy about any sort of perceived delays as well. Yeah, I think some of the arguments I've seen f- for the idea that Gumi's and not just and when I say Gumi, I just mean the game creators and managers that have kind of run out of ideas. Is you know we've already talked about like the nth versions of all these different units and. Um, reskin bosses for now the third time within Tangier. We're now on the third version of Tangier. And, you know, DV is not really new content. It's just they basically randomly shuffle races and, you know, skills. And uh, I feel like it's just kind of randomly created bosses every month that they just design. I actually, I kind of like the idea of the scorn and extreme bosses because i feel like a lot of these bosses the first time they came out the ideas were a little half-baked and with the scorns and then with the extremes we get to see them kind of iterate on it and try to get the boss to be more like how they envisioned it in the first place and to be clear they don't always nail the landing sometimes we get a boss where it still doesn't really matter what you do but i feel like like let's take ion for example if you look at the original ion's ai there was stuff in there that implied that you were supposed to kill the arms and they would come back weaker, but that I don't think they ever got that to work right, or they just scrapped the idea completely. But in Scorn of Igon, they actually implemented that, and like you, the the right way to do the fight is you you kill the arms, and each time they come back, they're different, and you keep going through that, and then you fight the body, 
and it's it's a lot closer to what I think the original idea for the fight was. Yeah, I well, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a, a bad thing that they're retreading some of these things, at least the boss fights. I think the units can get old, right? But um, it's more the fact that they're doing that in lieu of actually creating new content. You know, like people have argued that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but because we do have like the Chamber of Vengeance, for example, as kind of a new... A constantly thing a thing that's constantly being released every couple of months but it, it does feel like there's some stagnation there in, in the creative department i mean talking about new content one thing i do wonder is how much leeway gummy as in the global side has in developing new content because i would imagine that their main responsibility is to localize the japanese version of the game for the global audience so how much new content are they actually allowed to develop? Or how much manpower do they have in developing new content if most of the efforts are directed towards localizing? Maybe I'm misremembering here, but didn't they say at one point that they had another global exclusive trial in the pipeline and it got cancelled because Square Enix didn't sign off on it? This this was a long hmm. time ago. This was like not that old. This was like maybe a few months after Malboro, Rumble of Malboro. I, I would imagine that being impossible. That could be very. That could very well be possible. And if if so, maybe that's maybe that was what Torturous Trio was originally supposed to be—just the three global exclusive trials as a boss rush. I I would say like content-wise, there's certainly like potential gaps and stuff, and like especially old things that could like have kind of died and could be revisited. Like Espers are pretty dead at this point, but that could easily be revisited. But I think for unit-wise, I was just going to comment on the fact that one of sort of the dumbest things I've seen people saying is, like, Alum introducing a bunch of new mechanics and people saying, oh, using that as evidence of, oh, they've run out of ideas for units. And, like, <laughs> isn't introducing new mechanics the exact opposite of that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so sometimes there are I units where you look at them and you're like, yeah, they're, they've, they're out of ideas, but it's the boring units that don't oh, have if, anything in their kit yeah. that's new. Not every unit can be something new and interesting, that's fine, and, like, more variety and options for existing things is fine to exist too. You know, when we, when we first reviewed NV as it was coming out, I, I think, you know, we, we kind of panned the the brave awakening, the brave ability awakening stuff. But the other stuff was pretty good. And like Dream mentioned, they are coming up with new mechanics and, and new things within kits that I th find interesting or, you know, there's some innovation there. I think it's just the units themselves that have been a little repetitive. Now they are doing some good things like with Lauren, for example, this week, making an old unit, even though it's still Lauren, making it seem new and fresh by having that brave shift form right by having that new sprite which i think is pretty interesting um so that, that i think that's good, a good argument against that theory against that hypothesis i mean all of the nva units have new sprites and their rave shifts it's just sometimes they're not that different yeah mo a lot of the nvas are just like pose changes but there are a few that are good like to be fair stuff, even stuff like um blossom sage sakura transforming into delta sakura like that's good Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that's for, a lot. For a lot of units, I feel like there's not a lot they could do to change them into another unit that makes sense in lore. Like for some of them, it's obvious, like Rain or Axstar, you know who they're going to change into. But for like Pyroglacial Glacial what are you going to do with him? Make him equip Crimson Saber instead of Purple Lightning. That was the very obvious one to do, and they didn't. <laughs> I mean, he's using both. He's not, though. In in both his sprites, he's only holding Purple Lightning and just has Crimson Saber, like, on his back. The only time he uses it is in, like, the first half of his CG limit burst in his base form. Yeah. Missed opportunity. And it's a waste. Missed opportunity. I just, I don't know, like, the, the rain to, um, the rain to Kyo and the Axtar to Xeno thing is kind of boring. Like, I get you kind of have to, but... I don't know. That's where that's where I get kind of like, all right, do we really want more of the same kind of stuff? I mean, or like for source material ones, there's like 
stuff like terror going trance and stuff and that's yeah but like good red like, red 13 what are you gonna do it, it's predictable sometimes but it is appropriate <laughs> for those ones and it is cool like to actually have those two different forms when it's just like a pose change it feels a bit pointless i guess like for a brief shift really makes more sense if the unit has like a transform for example like maybe the yeah. final fantasy 9 cast or like the envy yes. terra who actually brave shift into her esper form i feel like the problem is that they made us that brave shift is this thing that's just it's an envy unit thing every envy unit gets a brave shift even if it doesn't make sense for them. I would rather... Like, we see a lot of these units where they have a Brave Shift, and the Brave Shift isn't really different in any meaningful way. They're just splitting their kit apart. I wish that they would save the Brave Shift for the units where it did something relevant. And then just say not every unit has to have one. I think in, in anything similar to, like, the way it's currently implemented, it would feel pretty weird for it to not be universal. I mean, maybe if it was, like, just for Envy bases or something, then sure, but... I mean, even with Envy bases, like, Cloud having... Envy Cloud having two sprites is cool, but he doesn't... Like, there's nothing interesting there with his Brave Shift. They, they just split his kit in half. Yeah. I think it, it is kind of better to have the consistency just mechanically, in my opinion. Even if it does feel a bit token sometimes. Yeah, I don't think I can go the other way at this point with it. I'll say that. Like I think Yeah, now I'm, that not, I'm not saying they should change it that. now. I'm saying in hindsight I think that's what they should have done is make it so that Brave Shift is something that only some units have and only when it makes sense. Well, maybe uh, Merc Ramza will get an NV Brave Shift to Chapter 4 Ramza. And everyone will be happy. And this will be 2023. Keep dreaming, Hazard. Keep dreaming. Oh, I dream all the time. Also, one, one thing that I found out that recently that's kind of sad that I didn't realize before is that CG limb bursts only play on the base form of the units, like their Brave Shift ones won't play their CGs. Yeah. And for some of them that's pretty sad. I think it's because like the the Envy or the Brave Shift limit burst might have a different number of hits than it yeah. looks like there is in or the CG. Or different anim animation in general. Yeah. Yep. Still. Well, we all sound really excited about the future of this game, so that's nice. <laughs> JP. Very excited to do DV at some point. Yay. I mean, I'm actually being serious this DV because it's the first and probably the only DV that I can actually get a perfect score on everything. Really? I feel like I should try because of that as well. But I don't know if I would. I'd, I'd guarantee I can't and won't, so. <laughs> Who's with me? There are dozens of us. Dozens! People who don't care. Crickets. Just creepers. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we only had one, one bad joke from Dream. <laughs> so that's. I think that's. You know. You know what we could actually do? We could ask Barrow to record some, and then we could slice it in. No. Then it could sound more like a proper episode, mm, that, right? That would be. I'm good. Weird. I'm gonna go. This is this is the I, best I, I, episode I don't, we've I ever think had. We need to try to. I don't think we need to try to fit Barrows into places where he doesn't fit. Aww. He does enough of that by himself. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right, see you guys next week. <laughs>